Alright, so it's it's fine. There she is. Hey Paul, how are you? Thank you. I'm really well because I'm enjoying your city. It is a great city, isn't it? It is. I've always loved to come here. So it's been a long quite a long time since I've been here, but I really I always enjoy it here. So what did you, what have you been doing here? Is it anything fun? I uh, called on some chains, we called on distributors trying to get uh our main focus moving around pretty good. So I think that's one the challenge. I think one thing I've noticed is that everybody has discovered the convenience store channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, they have. Well, let me first thank you, Paul Renee, for yeah. being here from Geloso yeah. Beverage. And you are, this is a two-timer for you. You've been on the podcast before. Yes, I was. And yeah. early on. Um, all right. And thanks cool. for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. We're happy to have you. Yeah. This So this is kind of a big deal. I don't know if you know this, Paul, but I'm kind of a big deal. And this is our first podcast that we're doing in an actual in-person studio instead of 100% on Zoom. Okay. Now, Jen's in Austin, so we're testing to see how this works, and then we might do some editing and post, but it's going to work. Okay. Right, so what you're telling me is I'm a guinea pig. Yes. And we'll see how it goes. We'll see how I it goes. I may call a lot worse. Right? Yeah. I mean, you were coming to San Antonio. I was like, we, we scheduled this about like a month ago, and I was like... That gives me one month to get it all together. <laughs> and you, as you can see, there's still... Uh, well, I think it's fantastic. It's right on my alley. Yeah, very working. I really love what you're, Night what you're doing here. Yeah. So, so. no, and you, when Jen reached out, I go, by the way, I got to get to San Antonio uh, mm. in the near future. So that's how that evolves. So. Oh, good. So it's, it's a pleasure. So All right. Well, good. Well, let's talk about... Let's do... Let's talk about the C-Store because... Like I, I said before we introed, everybody has, even craft brewers have discovered the C-Store channel. And it's a, it, it's kind of a microcosm, right? It's not like selling elsewhere. And so tell me, or just tell me what's been going on late, lately with the So, Well, I think to, to your point of C-Stores, I mean, it became, for us, when we started Way back when, 2001, we started, believe it or not. But our first entry really made some inroads with Johnny Bootlegger and then Club Tales. And yeah. we started convenience stores. Well, we had a really hard time with back way back in the day was as a small startup company, but without the reaches and the depths of the pocket, is we built the brand really in independence to start. Because right. we couldn't get chains because they were, what do you got? And we didn't have a lot at that point. Yeah. So up until five years ago, we were a 60% independent convenience store. Really? And North Carolina is still our biggest state. But one of the reasons we picked them was because the number of independents that they had throughout the state right. built that. And that was our, then we got our first convenient hit. And now it's a huge focus of ours is convenience. And in the last five years, that's really what's helped propel the brands to where they're, they are now mm -hmm. for both sides of it. And independence still important for you guys? I yeah, mean, I think, Gary, it's funny because I hit our guys on independence because everybody is focused on the major convenience stores, right? Yeah. And we are too. But our bread and butter to get to the party was that. But nobody gives them love, really. Yeah. So it's an opening for us to have a point of difference as a smaller company. And if you go into Indies, we have quite the spread of product across I, the shelves. I have noticed that. there. I've, I've said this before. I'm not going to bore everybody again on the podcast, but there's a C store about a block from here that's independent and they have the best kind of indie 
e-store kind of stuff and your products are in there and there's another one down on broadway and they always have your products well represented and but you know how is that like sub channel doing the indie i would think they're kind of each year kind of getting chipped at by the chains yeah they are they are a the ones that don't stay up with the business and keep their stores updated they're really stuff i mean we see the evolution and they're being bought the locations are being bought by the major chains. So that is just a natural evolution of what we have in our industry and the focus on bigger and better convenience stores by these chains and walk-in caves and made-to-order foods. And they have really built what I think has driven a lot of the C-store popularity in the last few years. Right. Jennifer? Yes. You're letting me get my talons in Paul now. Hey, Paul, I'm sorry I'm not there. But no, I'm kind of curious about some of the key moves that you guys are making this year. So first of all, I mean, you guys have been growing double digits on an ever larger basis forever for like the last five years. What's driving the growth this year? Because I think... Yeah, well, I'll say this. And I think we're in a great category, right? Third largest category, FMBs. It's up 11% overall. We're outpacing the category. It's the only category. (laughs) I mean, come on. And yeah, and I'm most proud of that because we're not a secret anymore. I liked it a lot better when we were. (laughs) Yeah, we used to joke about it. I I used to see Paul at like MVWA and he's like behind a plant. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So (laughs) we liked it a lot better with less attention than more. But I think we have really maintained our focus and we, we made a couple stray. And we decided, well, we're cocktails and cocktails are forever. They just, they don't end and they're not as seasonal. No, wait a minute. Cocktails are forever? Yeah, they just don't. They don't change. <laughs> cocktails are forever. Yeah, that's they, that's they, the headline they, right there. That is. They, they don't change. Forever. Our that's... top five of our brands, okay, are the same top five they were five years ago. They've shifted right. in ranking. But the popularity of staple cocktails has really been, and Man. we stayed focused on that. Mm-hmm. And we didn't deviate with some of the... So unlike like, unlike seltzers or wine coolers or whatever, the kind of chase flavors yeah. or chase, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but cocktails, Friends. steady. Yeah. Am I yeah. saying that right, Jen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chasing the when trends. I, but but the beers might have a problem. I that. think of consistency and... Mm-hmm. When I first started working for Harry, I recognized most of the top companies in scams, but there was Geloso. I was like, "What? who is Geloso? Because it's just double-digit growth after double-digit growth. And you've been there for almost over two decades now. Yeah. Have you ever had a down year? No, we have not. <laughs> and um, you've grown double digits out of all those other years. How many times? We talked, we've been 15 years of double Again, we tried to downplay what we do. We've been fortunate though. We're in the right category. It is about liquid. I also believe that consumers today, there's so many new things out there. They kind of know what they're going to get when they buy a margarita from us. And they kind of know they've had a Bahama Mama. What is that? Or so these flavors resonate with people and they kind of know what they're getting when they buy it. There's been so many different uh, entries and flavors and flavor of the week. And uh, a lot of people are buying things that they don't know what it's going to end up tasting like. And I think that's really been uh, an advantage for us as consumers getting comfortable with who we are, what we offer. Right. Well, I wanted to ask about the buzz tea that you guys tried last year. Did that, that ended up, you guys decided that wasn't for you, right? Just we got in it. We 
worked on it for quite a while. We, and by the time we came out, there was just a plethora of new keys coming. And we decided around a table like this that our forte is really cocktails. cocktails. Yeah. And our space was under attack. And the focus worked. I mean, we everything went back to club tails. We're going to extend club tails. And hopefully we'll talk about that for a minute. So that was really the impetus to go, okay, can we compete here where the dollars are endless? And the market leader is just smoking. So I, no. just, that's the way it is. I mean, we said this on previous podcasts, but going after Twisted Tea is like going after Mick Ultra. Yeah. There's just a lot of dead bodies. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tough code to crack. And so, all right. So why don't we talk about, are you ready to, are you going to make a re- revelation here? Is this, <laughs> we all think we have them, but uh, all we've done is kind of tweak something and call it a revelation, right? Hey, that's innovation. That what, baby, it's innovation. Right? It was interesting. In my trip here this week, speaking to uh, a chain that somebody brought up and it was a convenience chain says, yeah, 4% of his revenue come from new brands. And in two years, 80% are gone. Mm -hmm. So I said, boy, you just set me up perfectly. Because Club Tales is 13 years old and double digit year over year, up 17 now. So, and we, our our weakness is distribution. It's our, our ACV is just lower than everybody else. We're, we outsell a bunch of brands that have better distribution. So that's. One of the reasons I'm in San Diego, San Antonio. So, yeah. and we're going market to reload that focus on and try to get our distribution where it is. Cause if we get it where the market leader is, yeah, our sales are just going to be really awesome. So that's so, yeah. High, high velocity. This is a good F and B market yeah, too. It is. I mean, it always has been, this was for a while, it was the number one Smirnoff ice market. Oh. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're not that big of a city. Yeah. I mean, we're, it's a million people, but yeah. So that that's funny though because F and B and imports are about the only two segments growing right now, and I think a lot of people see F and B as a kind of a shiny new segment with stuff like Simply Spike coming in and other people promoting their new F and Bs. But I think you're right. I think a lot of that growth is still just the the iconic brands sustained growth, and then like you said, it's a new entrance, and then they disappear a year or two later, and then they'll come back with something else new. But most of that growth, it seems like, is still just the old brands. Well, I think consumers love innovation. I think you have distributors now. Let's face it, there's two distributors in every market now. They're really not anxious to bring in new stuff anymore. No. They really don't. And so that's that, I think, is the challenge. And I think the challenge is also that the requirements to bring in a new brand now, you better have it pretty well funded and you better be in it for the long term because if you're not then it's going to be problematic for us and i like i said i think 13 years for our brand it's been a pretty cool ride yeah for for the numbers we're, we're churning so and we're, and there's so much wonder our acv is so low in some markets and our sales are fantastic so that's where we got to focus and spend our money and our resources and we got great people distributors are believing in us more and more of course, you woke up a lot of them up a few years ago. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you did yeah. Make, that's really been, that's really, that was really helpful as well. So, yeah. uh, but, you know, we got to pretend, you can't pretend who you can't be. You got to remember who you are. And that's kind of where we are. You can't a over, you can't out ABA or, or, or Constellation or Molson Coors. So, 
But there's a place for us. And I think the yeah. retailers do appreciate our value, our people, and our approach. And that's at the end of the day, we fill a void for them too. And there's not a lot of bullshit. No. You seem like, I've known you for a few years, you seem like a no bullshit kind of guy. Because some suppliers are just so full of bullshit that they just start leaking it out of that, you know, when they walk down the street. Wow. None of the suppliers that are our main subscribers, though. You know, right. It's these other ones. Well, I mean, the old saying, no secrets in the beer business, there really isn't. There's two distributors in every market. You're going to deal with, they all have too many brands, too many packages. It, it's just, it, that's the the field you're playing in. So again, if you're not focused on what you're good at, I think it's a big mistake. And to your point, yeah, I think that we have a saying in our company, when you start believing your own lies, you're in trouble. Yeah. So we have that problem here. <laughs> we <laughs> losing the royal we yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'd like to hear the, their opinion on that comment. Yeah. Harry well, made me sign an NDA, but uh, I never, never made you sign it. I'm very you, proud of the fact that I've never, never done that because nobody would believe what you had no. to say. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, no, but Paul, I feel like you teased us with some club tales innovation. So Come on and let us let some let's break oh, some news yeah. here. All right. Well, we have just rolled out a couple of test markets. Our big thrust into 24 is going to be a brand called Clubtail Crushers. And in part of our roundtable honesty meeting, as I call and call it and go, okay, who can we be and what where can we succeed? There's this segment of lower elk. FMB at 5%. It's uh, over 30 million cases. And I know glass doesn't sell and I get all those things. Well, if you look at the numbers, there's a lot of business there. In my travels down south, the coolers are empty of some glass. We so and five you're is you're going five percent in glass. Yeah, and we are cocktail. And we're not in the five percent over 30 million case market. We are not in there. Uh, so we are going. What, what's a six pack or what? Six pack class, twelve pack variety. Okay, and can I even, try it? Even our people be my guest. Is it a twist on? You could or... do a virtual. I would have sent you one, Jen. I, that's, that's okay. You know, that's okay. I don't know. They look beautiful. Like, right? Oh no, Harry's you're trying not, to open it with his cracking. shoe. <laughs> it's the first run. Is it not cracking? They really <laughs> torqued it. I got it. So, all right, all right I'm doing it. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. So. Yes. And, and everybody asks already, will we have a can? Most likely we will. I don't want to say everything in our plans because our people don't even know it yet. We have our national sales meeting in a couple of weeks, but with our base malt is really exceptional and going down to 5%, it's just, it's cleaner, it's lighter, and right. you can drink a lot more of it. Let's be honest. No, we're so we're really bullish on this. And again, it's our category. We're cocktails. And now you've got a higher elk cocktail and a lower elk cocktail. You had mentioned something about channels. Uh, this allows us, our channel has grown a lot in 10%. We're in some major grocers with it. And we're in some of the, even the big conglomerate stores. Mm. But it's 24 ounce cans and it's high elk has not historically sold a lot. We have a 12 pack variety that does quite well in certain places. Mm -hmm. Georgia does really well. You mean in, in like supermarkets? Yeah, supermarkets. Yes. And, but here we are seeing all these cases at five. Right. So this is where the business is and we're not in it. And we say cocktail. Why would we go and do uh, something that is uh, just another FMB and 5%? Mm -hmm. Well, there's that kind of volume right. available to us. 
And that's a new consumer for us, we believe, because that yes. person going into the convenience store doesn't always do grocery shopping. So right. this is a real opportunity for us. And it's something that we're really comfortable with. Is it like a Seagram's killer, basically, right? And Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah. Well, I never <laughs> talked about competition. I am transparent. And okay, I, I learned many years ago, you talk about your brands and don't ever say anything that'll end up on the, and I, and I was an athlete. So billboard material is not a, a fan of that. We just yeah. think the category is over 30 million cases yep. and we don't sell yep. one case. So this yep. is, it's incremental. Is, it's incremental. And Mike's, Mike's harder and Mike's hard. Well, we got club tails 10, club tails five. Yeah. So we have never chased the the beer of the week or the FMB of the week, FMB of the month. We have never chased that. We always stayed true to who we are. We never got into the big discounting game because we can't survive that. No. So really, the other thing I'm proud of, we built Club Tales pretty much at the same price levels as the market leader. Yeah. So we don't get smacked because of price. People yeah. that buy our product... They know what to expect to pay for it. And the association is of a higher value because that's what we how we set the brand up originally. Right. And what 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 is do you reveal what is your like size volume? Well, we're a private company. Oh, I, how I much get, money do you make? <laughs> Benny's over there. It's been really good. Okay. We just put in a brand new canning line for 90% up because kind of like the studio. Yes, we yeah, it's kind of like the studio. He might be ahead of us. Yeah. But yeah, we've invested heavily. We are brick and mortar. So that's the other nice thing about it. But it has I didn't its, know that. It, yeah. I just assumed you were a copac. We are not. And that has been a detriment at times. We have we've had production challenges because of our volume growth. Mm-hmm. So we just invested in a new can line. And yeah, at some point you ever head north, we'd love to have you, but it's quite a nice facility. But it was restrictive for several years in terms of what we could package, uh, packaging-wise, and what we could offer the consumer, as well as the, the volume. We are doing some co-packing here, so yeah, we had to because we would have been. So our volume, again, is way up. I like to think it could be double what it is. So uh-huh. we should be much greater than well, we are. Well, I've learned this. If you want to double in 10 years, you got to be up 7%, right? Compound. You know what? We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have biscuit check. Okay, <laughs> where's biscuit? Oh, she's downstairs. So, so you have a bottling line, or you're Zach? Oh, we have a bottling line. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, we have a bottling line. We already have backup co-packer for bottles as well to make sure that if we get the thrust that we think we might, and we're early response has just been great because again, it's a new category. Staying with club tails and not coming out with a new name or anything gave us equity. Yeah. Crushers is you can crush it. You can yeah. drink more than one. That's the the right. concept, the theme. It's extendable. And the message is easy for us with limited resources. So you want to make sure that you can play off the name as well and get the message to consumers. So sure. And that's uh, going national, right? That's national. That's, that'll be in 24. Yeah. Right now we're just in a couple of test markets, just starting. And by 24, it'll be it'll be national and it'll be driven. Our initial thrust will be to try to go to grocery first and then to C-stores. But C-stores, people, as you alluded to at the beginning of this, the amount of six-packs they're selling, it's not just a a single-serve destination anymore. Ask ask New Belgium. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot there. I wanted to ask, I mean, I know y'all are expanding into bigger pack sizes now, especially with this new line, but how much of your business is just single-serves? Right now, it's got to be it's got to be a good 80, 
85% right now. Okay. We sell quite a few variety packs. Of, we came out with a sleek can of club tails, and we have a bottle variety pack, 12-pack, and we still, they do pretty well. But nothing like we think we can do at a lower alcohol content yeah. for that consumer. I'm curious. I wanted to know kind of what are the ups and downs, pros and cons of having that much of your business and single service. The reason I ask is I've kind of become an energy drink drinker. And oh boy, that's a big single service. Jordan's waking up, Jen. <laughs> that's Our a big boys. single service uh, market category. And I find that I don't, I have my brands that I prefer, but there's no flavors. And I can have this brand one or this flavor one day, this flavor the next day. Do you worry about cantalization at all in the single serve market? Or how do you optimize that assortment? I, I think because we're cocktails, those are endless and timeless. And I think they become staple in terms of name recognition. Margarita, Bahama Mama, Screwdriver. Yeah. Nobody's got to think about what that is. Right. So I think they become a staple to the consumer. We are heavy in single serve, and but that got us to the party too. And I would like to think we found white space before people were talking about white space. <laughs> when you look at 13 years ago, and that to me, the test of time. And when you look at our distribution again, that's why all our, we, we doubled our people, our distributors now believe in more of us more of what we're doing so our distribution gains are monthly now and that's where we need to be if we were if you look at our levels then we would be in, in a great shape if we just get close to where some of the people we outsell that's a great way to grow though i mean it's just all you gotta do is show up all you gotta do is show up i, I wish mean, it was that easy Harry. Right? Well, okay i don't have a studio like this so i just show up every day and have a great show okay well, i get on a plane for a day and come to san antonio yeah so well it it is like we go to a lot of big major suppliers national sales yeah. meetings and that's all it is asking for more distribution yeah. and a lot of these guys said we're at 95 percent, but we need to be at 98 <laughs> so it's like i want to point out before before I forget that these are actual kegs holding up this piece of glass. This is a Spetzel keg. It's a local, but it's actually an Anheuser-Busch keg because what somebody at Spetzel did was they took a welding and they soldered Spetzel over Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. Yeah. So, right? so I don't feel bad about yeah. stealing it because it's already been stolen. <laughs> And then this is a Quatemoc keg from way back. I think it's probably Dos Equis or something. And again, that company doesn't exist. So I don't feel bad about stealing that keg either. So, and surprisingly, I've moved these kegs probably three or four times since I've moved offices. They're not empty. They're almost empty. Oh, oh God. There's still about a quarter of liquid in there. Imagine so, what that might look like. I know. I know. I, I mean, I thought about popping the top, just taking a whiff, but I decided not to. But, you know, someday they're going to be digging up in an archaeological find and they're going to find liquid in this keg and it'll be preserved. So I, I thought we would just sample it every year on the anniversary of the studio, like aged keg. You well, know. Jen, if you want to get antibody, <laughs> any future COVID strains, that's probably the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I right. heard there was lodging at the studio. Is this true? 
There's always lodging here, Jen. <laughs> you have to fight YY for the spare bed, though. Oh, man, that's <laughs> a show son. in he's, and of itself. He's 22, but he's still my baby. Right. He, he comes home a lot. <laughs> and he, in, fact, yeah, in fact, he just left yesterday. I had to come into the studio and pick up beer cans and because mm-hmm. he and his friends came up here to fuck around. Mm-hmm. What, what else we got for Paul, Jen? Staying on the single serve. Sorry, it's just such a hot topic. With the New Belgiums, I think you mentioned coming more in with their high ABV single serve plays and even now Boston with their slingers and test markets, which is basically a club tails knockoff. <laughs> Let's just say it. Does that worry you? I mean, are you seeing this? Is there any interaction between your brands and those kinds of brands are y'all seeing? First of all, I do worry about it, but I've yeah. been worrying for 10 years. It <laughs> makes us focus more. Right on what we're doing. And again, I go back to something I said earlier, 13 years of a track record. So if you're a buyer or a distributor, I can show you 13 years of double digit growth. And do you want to try something new or do you want to go with what's proven? So I think the pendulum's swinging a little bit back to tried and true brands. So we're trying to play that harder. Because yes, they always are trying and they're good companies that are coming out with these brands. Yeah. So they're, they're very viable and they will get some space. The only thing we can do is say, not ours. And here's why. Yeah. We have to make that case. We make it every day. And we have, we've tripled the size of our chain team in the last uh, three, four years. So we're in people's face that we weren't before. And we're expanding. Uh, we had a call locally here in Texas. We're up 25%. We're up $40 in dollars. And our ACV is not really good. Yeah. So they even they go, wow, all right, well, we're going to do this and this, leaving brands nameless, but yeah. we have quite the hit in, in that regard. So that's what, what? we say. So, oh, no sorry, problem. go ahead. But what would a good ACV be? I mean, you don't want to go straight to 90 because you couldn't supply it, right? So what right. kind of ACV are y'all targeting? Well, you look at the market leaders and we're basically in convenience. We're basically half of harder. That's not good enough for when you look at where our sales are and our trends are. So if we could get, we could close that gap in half, that that half and half. So we get in 75% of what there, we'll be golden, I think. So it's not, it's not easy and it just takes so much longer and distributors have too much to sell and you have major suppliers that they make a commitment to. So maybe some brands that are now falling off the shelf, we have to fight for the extra flavor to get there while they have to find room for something they committed to from a major supplier. And that's the real world we live in. But we, our top 10 flavors of club tails are all positive double digits. So it's our biggest, our top five, they changed the order, but they're just, they win. So we just can got to tell our story to more people. We keep telling the story to more people. Like we feel like that will mean something at the end of the day. What is the best flavor these days in a cocktail? Margaritas are just, just, yeah, yeah. I mean, we came out with it and I love our taste profile. It's one of the few margaritas, especially malt-based, that you you have a little bit of a salt component. You can actually pick it up a little bit on the front. It disappears and it gives you some of the margarita taste at the end. It's very smooth and easy to drink. We we get so many great comments from on our social about the product. And, And when we came up with it, it was number three or four, four years ago. And it's by far number one for us now. Yeah. And, and it's 25% up. So it's okay for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, people have come after you in the margarita space and with mixed results. Mm -hmm. So when AB's tried to come after you before Mm -hmm. and that, that failed, it's a, 
it, like you said, it's a very much a hand selling proposition when you're dealing with so many independents. Convenience store is still such a fragmented channel compared to grocery or are there mass merchandising drug? Sure. They're all chains. Yeah. yeah. So, and those are areas, quite frankly, that we haven't had the resources or the manpower that we do now. So we're not in drug. Yeah. There's a whole other world. It's not huge sales, we don't believe. No. But we're not there. We're not present. Well, so, the drug chain, that channels where brands go to die. Or yeah. every time you go into a drugstore, you, you find the coal box and it's just the saddest place you can ever see. <laughs> it's that, but also very expensive, too. Yeah. yeah. You got to be a little desperate. Yeah. <laughs> well, these Dollar General stores and all that are coming to big in beer now. Yeah. Everybody's getting more and more in beer now. So I would those are places. Well, yeah, yeah, we want to, we have to be present. We have to be there. Yeah. And, and like I said, when we were selling everything we could make, you kind of calculate where your growth is going to go, whether it's another state or another chain. But the last thing, and I always profess to our distributor partners, and they are partners. And they deserve a lot of the credit for what's happened here. But people will call, don't let me run out. And I go, I'll never run out in a current distributor to open somebody else. That's right. not going to happen here. So that's what we manage. That's our. That's where we see the run room. There's a lot of it. So that's well, when are we going to see Club Tail 0.0? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise known as Kool Aid. Yeah, but that's I mean a, that's a great question, Harry. But I yeah, mean, we are we've looked at it. We're looking at it because we're going to be cocktails, whether you're high elk, low elk, or maybe no elk. <laughs> that's for another day. Okay. Well, hey, it, somebody needs to fill capacity. They're going to NA. I think. No, we don't have that right now. So that's yeah. not a that's not uh, in the cards for us. But you know, we like to do one thing at a time and not try to be all things to all people. And that's why we kind of brought the walls in a little bit to refocus and because right. everybody's coming at us and with the growth we have, we're pretty comfortable with that and supporting that to the best of our ability and spending our resources to fuel that when we see so much run down. So. Yeah. Okay. That was a good question, Harry. It, yeah. it needs to be asked these days. You can never th take that one for granted because everybody's thinking about it because everybody right. else is thinking about it, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, um, we're all worried about Coke and Pepsi coming into our space. It looks like we're getting into their space. Yeah, well, what, Jordan, do you have, look like you were biting your lip? No, you just mentioned everybody coming after you, and that's, of course, true. Is there any... I mean, you have brewers that are trying to do F&Bs like y'all. You have the craft brewers that are basically just doing high-octane IPAs. I mean, it's beer, but I would think they're still recruiting F&B-type drinkers with that. And then you have wine and spirits, beatbox, all these others. Is there any particular segment that you have found yourself kind of watching a little more? Close balls. Yeah. I know you don't want to give credit to competition. No, there, there's some great competition out there, yeah. and, and they do well. We haven't been, we haven't seen evidence of where we've been taking any direct hits with our club tips. Okay, it's a, a case sold of a competitive product is a case we may have lost. We've had a lot of knockoffs. We've had people copy some of our brands. They've done it two or three times. Yeah, and. It's okay. So if we stay focused on what we do, we think that there's a high likelihood that even if people leave us, they come back to us. And we've seen it. So you can't control some of those things. The good part is that C-Store, as you said, it's getting more and more of a popular place. And they're spending, they're putting up big C-Stores with all sorts of different offerings. 
Yeah. But they are expanding their, their sets as well and their beer doors. So there's more space to get. Right. And that's the big thing for a brand like ours to maintain that space is the fact that they don't have to make a choice for a new brand in a lot of these stores because they're clearing out more space. Right. There, there is almost a new kind of C store emerging that's a destination where they sell barbecue and Bucky's, like that type of thing. And and I just read about one and I actually read that convenience store news magazine that comes out yeah. once a month. They had one, I think it's I think it's in Texas, like in Lubbock or somewhere, but you know, there it's just it looks like a diner almost, but it's kind of a mini Bucky's. And if you look at what Nax put out. Last week, they did their Q2 and C stores are up, really the only off-premise channel that's doing anything right now in, in all categories, not, not just alcohol, but but all of the growth has come from higher-end consumers. Rich people are, are shopping at convenience stores. Rich people <laughs> in our convenience stores, our <laughs> dirty, grimy, this C store up the road, it has illegal slots in there. That's yeah, how gross yeah. it is. I love that place. Yeah. I don't want rich people yeah. milling around in the parking lot. <laughs> So, so I'm okay to go there. Then. You're okay to go there. <laughs> <laughs> tell them, hey, tell them Harry sent you. Right? Uh, Good. Well, Jennifer, I know you like to have the last word. Yeah, it's that's true, Harry. I am curious because we're talking about rich people and demographics and whatnot. Do you see a lot of run room with, say, the Hispanic demographic, especially being C-store oriented and flavors oriented? Yes, I do. I think that the fortunate part about our demo, whenever we do some studies on demographics, it's a lot wider than we would anticipate. But anybody who's not looking at the demographical change going across the country, you're really not going to, you're not paying attention. Yeah. So we have to, and we we have several flavor profiles that we're looking at to target some of that. Oh. And as we've grown and gone out West, we've had requests for different things. And it's kind of neat when distributors ask you to, hey, look at this flavor, look for that flavor, because they want nothing else. They don't want yeah. anything new, right? Right. So that's kind of cool too. And some of those ideas that we could come out with have been distributor driven, which yeah. isn't really the norm these days. So Yeah, yeah, because SKUs eat profits at distributorships. Yeah. And so they just, every year they're, they, most distributors go through that exercise where they just take the bottom 20% of their SKUs and just discontinue them. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. So Club Chell's Chilada coming to (laughs) a California market near you. There's there's no gotcha there, Jen. Sorry. Yeah. All right. We call Jen's nickname is Jen Chilada. It is. It is. Yeah. If I can get right. a Chilada question in, my day yes. is made. All right. It's <laughs> Chilada time with Jen. Let's- uh, well, well, thank you, Paul, for coming in. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm honored and glad that you were came our, our first guest into the pod. This is my also my office now. Uh, I wanted to uh, point out that real quick here that we do have a a mascot. Oh. His, his name's Cooter. Okay. He's a, he's a coyote. And I just want to point out that he did die of natural causes. Okay. Yeah. Well, the honor's been mine. I thank you for uh, having me and opening up your studio. It's quite the honor, but I always appreciate talking to you people. And you guys have been really good for us too, as well, because yeah. it strengthens the message to people. So good. thank you. All right. Yeah, I'm getting it. Absolutely. All right. Well, Jen, we'll see you down the road. Yep. And listen, be safe, okay? All right. Have all your dreams come true, guys. <laughs> all right. Bye, Jen. Bye. Bye.